G'day, I'm Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode number 40 of the WP Elevation podcast. Now, if you were paying attention last week, you'll know that this is supposed to be host swap, where Matt Medeiros from The Matt Report hosts this podcast, and I step over and host The Matt Report. But unfortunately, we couldn't make that happen in time. Well, actually, it's my fault. Matt did his job and interviewed Jason Cohen from WP Engine, and it's a fascinating interview, and I'm very much looking forward to publishing that on the WP Elevation podcast. However, I couldn't quite nail Nathan Barry in time. I was supposed to interview Nathan Barry for the Matt Report for this week, and I just couldn't make it happen in time. Uh, he is missing in the Twitter sphere somewhere. So, Nathan, if you're listening to this, please get in touch. I need to interview you for the Matt Report. Anyway, we're going to push Host Swap back a week. Uh, hopefully, if Nathan turns up. In the meantime, I've got something even more exciting for you, and I'm sure Matt Medeiros won't mind me saying that. This is the very first live recording of a WP Elevation podcast. And when I say live recording, I mean it was shot in front of a live audience. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say I think this is the very first live recording of any WordPress podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, send me a link and show me the proof. And when I say live recording, I don't mean a presentation at WordCamp stuck in a podcast episode. I mean actually set up and a podcast episode shot in front of a live audience. We did this at the Melbourne Masterclass last week here in Melbourne. We had 32 WP consultants, WP WordPress consultants turn up for the uh, WP Elevation Masterclass, all helping each other in their businesses. And uh, we were very lucky in the middle of the day to have developer of Advanced Custom Fields, Elliot Condon, come in, and he is our featured guest on this week's episode. It's a fascinating story about how Elliot moved from freelancer into the product business, and he said something in the middle of the interview that staggered me. He said, you know, if it turned out that WordPress just adopted Advanced Custom Fields into core and his business stopped tomorrow, then it wouldn't bother him. He'd just go and build something else which really blew me away. In fact, if you watch the interview, you can see that I just get a bit speechless when he says that. Anyway, Elliot is also sponsoring this week's prize, which is a pro version of the ACF5 plugin, the new version that's just come out. That's valued at $100. So watch the interview, learn a lot from Elliot, be inspired, and get the details on how to enter that competition a little bit later on in the interview. Stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast. Helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the very first original and the best way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. This plugin puts over 60 video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard, teaching them everything they need to know to use WordPress to manage their content and how to use WooCommerce and SEO by Yoast. You can learn more at wpelevation.com slash V-U-M. That's V for video, U for user, M for manuals, wpelevation.com forward slash V-U-M, where you can see a video of the plugin in action and learn how this video will help you attract more clients and win more jobs. All right, this week's elevation tip is workshops. And what has that got to do with anything? Well, my good buddy Dave Jennings was at the Melbourne Masterclass last week where we shot the uh, episode of this podcast with Elliot Condon. And Dave gave a presentation all about authority content and how to position yourself as an authority in your marketplace. We've been talking about this for so long now, it's ridiculous. Brian Clark has been banging on about it over at Copyblogger for years. The new Rainmaker platform is all about positioning yourself as an authority. Nathan Barry, who I'm going to interview for the Matt Report, has written a book called Authority. How do you position yourself as an authority? And Dave Jennings was saying that putting on workshops 
and then filming those workshops and cutting up those recordings into free YouTube clips and paid products is a fantastic way of positioning yourself as an authority. And you know what, it's not difficult. It's hard work, but it can be done. It's challenging, but it's not impossible. You can do this, you can run workshops because you know more about your particular area than your clients. So when I say it's not difficult, I mean there is a very simple process for doing this. It just means you need to you know, get out of the building and roll your sleeves up and do some hard work. But it is so worth it, it's so worth it. So that is my elevation tip of this week. Start running workshops. I don't care if it's to five people at a business networking breakfast. Just start running some workshops. You'll learn a lot about yourself and a lot about how much you actually know. And uh, the more you do it, the better you'll get. All right. Elliot Condon is developer of Advanced Custom Fields, uh, which turns WordPress into a powerful CMS and allows you to replace the visual editor with special field types that your client can then fill in. So for example, if you're adding testimonials to a website, you might have the name of the person that gives you the testimonial, the testimonial itself, their photo, a link to their website, and the name of their website. They might be the five fields that your client fills in to add a testimonial to the website. Much easier to do that using custom fields rather than trying to squeeze it into the visual editor. As much as we love the WordPress visual editor, it's not very flexible when it comes to adding in different types of content. So advanced custom fields lets you manage your custom fields in your WordPress installation in a very elegant, slick, and professional way. And Elliot Condon is the developer of Advanced Custom Fields, and there's a lot to learn in this interview. Uh, and also, he's giving away a copy of ACF5, pro version of ACF5, which is valued at $100. So if you've ever been interested in what's involved in running a plugin business, or you want to learn you know, how making a plugin can help you attract more clients, then make sure you stick around for the full length of this interview. And it is, as I mentioned before, the very first live recording of the WP Elevation podcast in front of a live audience. It was a hoot. I hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoyed making it. Let's go and meet Elliot Condon. G'day, I'm Troy Dean from WP Elevation and welcome to the very first live recording of a WP Elevation podcast here in Melbourne. And I'm here with a developer of Advanced Custom Fields, Elliot Condon. All right, now before we learn about Elliot, a quick competition for, a quick announcement for a competition. Elliot has very kindly agreed to sponsor a developer license of the new ACF5, which isn't even out yet, comes out this Friday. <laughs> uh, stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Okay, Elliot, before we start talking about WordPress and advanced yep. custom fields, yep. tell me, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, as a kid, uh, I don't think I had a really clear vision but I think I was going to follow in my father's footsteps of architecture. Uh -huh. And that's where I headed in, what, well, the start of my, my uni degree. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So when did, you, when, did you dis when did you discover the web? So the web was, well, actually, when I went to this uh, architecture course and decided it wasn't for me, I then went into multimedia mm -hmm. uh, because the work on display looked amazing. Uh -huh. um, and so there was about two years into that multimedia course. In the first two years, were a lot of design and photography and 3D animation. But by the third year, uh, we started to play around with programming. And then that obviously led into web programming. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discovered um, that there could be a potential uh, fun job at the end of it. So yeah. do, you, do you see web programming as like a natural extension of the architect kind of desire of 
for looking sure. looking at a problem and building a solution. For sure, for sure, it's um, it's a good combination of of design um, for a user experience, and you know there's that structural element to it as well, and then that mathematical problem solving. So it's cool. I, yeah, I think it's a it's a good bunch of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Uh, when was the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? Do you remember that moment? Yeah, so WordPress, I think I hopped on the WordPress train. It was when the sidebar was first added, which I'm <laughs> going to have a stab and say that was 2.7, but right. I might be wrong if anyone remembered. It was after the, the top tabs when the sidebar just came. I think it was 2.7 or 2.9. Wow, does anyone remember WordPress pre-sidebar? Yes, Aaron does. Yes, Peter does. Yes, Anthony does. Yes, Trish. <laughs> wow. So luckily, I yeah, I didn't have to go through that and uh, started with sidebar, and it was how did I get into it? I think it was a um, a friend of a friend website job at the time in uni, cash on the side, have a look at this, and WordPress was kind of what we built with, and it just went from there. Yeah. How did you uh, when you started building site? I mean, we're going to talk a lot about advanced custom fields, and mm -hmm. there's some obvious, uh, obvious kind of linear narrative to these questions. But when you first started building WordPress sites for clients, yeah, what was the kind of the big obstacle when you handed the site over to a client? When I handed it over to a client, um, I think back when I was developing sites in the early days of my designer developer career, there wasn't really a custom field management tool like ACF. There were some, they were very hacked together and usually broke websites. So I think the biggest problem I ever had handing it over to a client is that the interface was not professional and the website could break if they didn't interact with it correctly. So I think that was the biggest problem, yeah. And um, we're going to, as I said, we're going to talk a lot about ACF uh, later on, but how do you describe what you do in one sentence now? When someone says, hey, Elliot, what do you do? What's your elevator pitch, so to speak? Uh, my elevator pitch? I think I usually say that I'm a, I'm a web developer or a software engineer. Uh, usually tell them straight up I'm not IT. <laughs> I don't want IT questions. <laughs> like my email doesn't work. I don't know how email works and I don't know how phones work. Uh, <laughs> don't know how wireless internet works either. Um, but yeah, just web developer and usually try to change the subject because explaining what you do as a web developer to someone, I haven't figured out the right elevator pitch that makes any sense yet. Yeah, yeah. and usually the first thing they say is, oh, I need a website. Yeah, they need a website. I don't do websites yet, exactly. <laughs> Put that in there as well. What do you spend most of your time actually doing day-to-day -day in the business now? Day-to-day -day these days is development, which is great. I've got a really good balance of obviously running software. There's obviously emails and support, but development is actually what I'm doing for maybe 70% of the day, which is good. Cool. And yep. um, it's just you, isn't it, ACF? Or it is just You've got me. someone helping you with support now in Melbourne, but it's not like I imagine that you just yep. had this team of people. There's a small team in Melbourne. Uh, give a shout out to them later but they're they're helping me with support uh -huh. uh, which I was doing myself as well and that probably drove me to the edge of what was physically possible to do in a work day and I got a team on to help with that so yeah it's just me developing doing the emails and yeah wow and doing the marketing and the the website and the blogging and all that stuff is just all on your shoulders yeah yeah, yeah. wow hence development time sometimes could be a bit slower than what I wanted but right oh well. <laughs> um, What's the one thing that keeps you awake at night? Uh, 
It would be the last problem I was facing that day. Yeah, I don't think I usually go to sleep until I've, I've figured out every kind of issue or problem that was in my head. And there's usually one, you know, when it gets to five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm quite good now at just turning off the work clock. But obviously my brain just keeps <laughs> thinking about, about problems and tries to solve them in new ideas. So. Yeah. Yeah, every night usually, just keep how, thinking about the same problems. How do you, because we just had this conversation before, you work from home, mm -hmm. how do you, I, I had to get an office because I, I would just knock, knock off until the problem was solved, right, even yeah. if it was four o'clock the next morning. Yeah. How do you turn the clock off and say, well, I can't solve <laughs> that problem today, I've got you know, hundreds of thousands of customers all over the world using this thing, but I can't solve that problem today, I'm just going to go to sleep and worry about it tomorrow. How do, you, how do you do that? Yeah, I think being forced to turn off is probably the only way. Um, I've got a great partner and little puppy, uh -huh. and that does it. That's enough time, dedication that needs me to stop. There's usually someone telling me to stop. So if they weren't there, yeah, and I have in the past just kept working. Yeah. 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 What do you do when you're not working? How do you stay balanced? Okay. Uh, when I'm not working, I like to build furniture. So do a lot of woodwork with my time and uh, skateboarding. Uh -huh. So. Yeah, that's did someone is, did someone bring in like a really long industrial looking skateboard today? Yes. Is there a long board? Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to work out before whether that was a skateboard or a camera dolly. You know, it kind of looks like a camera dolly. Yeah. No. Got back into skateboarding recently. Awesome. Which has been great because working at home, obviously, I don't have that exercise of riding to the studio and back. So I needed something, and yeah. Picked up the board again. Do you guys know each other? No, we do, yeah. Awesome, cool, okay. all right. Um, okay, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about your business today, mm. what would it be? I think it would definitely be to have another half to the business, so someone else to help with the, the workload, you know, to get stuff done quicker, um, to make sure that all the support is answered and, you know, not just have a, a email support and a community support and only be able to actually respond to the email support making sure that the entire community is responded to and everyone's features are at least looked at, or feature requests, sorry, are at least looked at. I think, yeah, the biggest problem at the moment is that there's just not enough time for one person to build software and also talk to the users at the same time. Mm. So that would be great if I could have some more people on the team. And would you look at employing developers to relieve you from the coding or would you look at employing community managers and marketers and bloggers to handle that side of the business? Yeah, I think I'd just like an all-rounder. I huh. like the, yeah, I know. Wouldn't we all? <laughs> Hence the fact that I'm still working by myself. I think <laughs> we were chatting about it before. Yeah. I think the ideal person I'm looking for doesn't exist because yeah. they're doing software themselves anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shane Perlman from Modern Tribe and I had this conversation recently as well that uh, good developers are really hard to find because most good developers are off building their own products or mm -hmm. running their own consultancy. Yeah, exactly. And they don't want to be taken out of their great business that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, before, before ACF, before Advanced Custom Fields, and we'll explain what that is to anyone who doesn't know yep. in a moment, but before that you were a developer and yep. you were working as a freelancer or were you working for agencies? Yeah, I uh, started off freelancing, so that kind of uh, crosses over with my uni degree. So the last two years when I was getting into the programming, I started freelancing, which was good. Um, that got me out of cafe jobs. And then uh. post-uni, uh, kept freelancing I got in touch with a local Melbourne uh, designer mm -hmm. and we teamed up for a little while and we did some, you know, small agency 
uh, sized stuff and that actually turned into quite a decent sized agency in Melbourne. So I watched that grow, went back to freelancing again, uh, got bored of that and joined another small agency and did the same thing and now I'm freelancing again. Right. So yeah. are you still doing much development work or are you just focusing on the product? So for the past year it's only been ACF, so developing and designing the plugin. Uh, I haven't built any websites apart from the odd uh, just website for a friend type thing, just helping out a friend. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about advanced custom fields. For those people who have been living under a rock for the last five years and don't know what it is, explain <laughs> advanced custom fields in you know one sentence, yep. if you can. So ACF is a WordPress plugin that extends the content editor of, or the content editing interface of WordPress. So I guess by default, you've got a title and a, a WYSIWYG content editor. Uh, and ACF will allow you to add in infinite amounts of other fields. So the content editor is just one field. Um, and ACF allows you to extend the, the page's functionality by, um, by adding in new interfaces for data. Uh, this is the ACF website for those that haven't seen it. Uh, and this is an example of what ACF looks like in the back end of WordPress. So this is a project that we built uh, recently. We're just about to finish building this for a, a landscape architect here in Melbourne and they have a section on their website called Projects. And so instead of having the normal content editor, uh, we have the title of the project, and then we have a, a hero section for each project where they get to upload a hero image, and then we have a project description, and then we have a slider, and there's a whole bunch of other sections on the page that the client has granular control over hmm. in the back end. Who here, out of interest, uses advanced custom fields on a regular basis? About 40%, yeah? Yep. What are the rest of you doing? <laughs> uh, hopefully, by the end of uh, this talk, you might know a little bit more about Elliot and what ACF does, and I strongly suggest you take it for a spin. The thing that blows me away, and we're going to talk about this in a moment, is when I discovered advanced custom fields, I couldn't believe it was free. I mean, I would have, I mean, there are paid add-ons that you can buy for ACF, but the core plugin itself that allows you to do this stuff is free, and it is remarkable that it is free. I don't know... <laughs> Uh, if that was a conscious decision initially, but let's talk about that. How is, yeah. you know, why did you give it away for free and then have premium <laughs> add-ons? Why didn't you just start charging from day one? Because uh, I never actually intended to make money from it. Yeah, it was just a tool. Um, so when I first built it, uh, I was building websites and I wanted a way to extend the content on a page and to allow my clients to make better websites. I had no intention of actually turning it into a company uh, or, a, or a business at all. Um, so yeah, it's always been free um, and it always will be. The core will always be free. Yeah. <clears throat> so then at what point, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. <clears throat> so then at what point did you say, okay, now I need to make some money out of this. Was it because it was taking too much of your time handling support tickets? What, what was the decision behind having some premium yeah. add-ons? Uh, hmm. I'd love to remember clearly, but <laughs> I don't. And I'm gonna guess that it was the first add-on, so it was the repeater field. And it mm -hmm. was quite, it is, when you see it, it's a very simple looking field. It's essentially, uh, you can create repeatable sets of subfields. So yep. imagine a gallery you can create slides where there's an image and content link and infinite amount of, of subfields. So when I first created that, 
I think maybe it clicked that there's actually enough functionality here to maybe even charge for it um, and go down that freemium route and maybe make some cash on the side. Yeah, um, which worked out. Mm. Mm. And so, so, <clears throat> how, so at that point, did you know how many downloads you had at that point before you started monetizing ACF? Did you know how popular it was? No, no. <laughs> um, maybe there'd been 100,000 downloads, 10,000. Right. I'm not sure, yeah. And now it constantly comes up in the most top downloaded plugins on the plugin repository. Yep. Yeah. So the obvious, one of the obvious questions I've had for a long time with you is, are you concerned about waking up one day and ACF being all of a sudden folded into WordPress core? Uh, that'd be good. It'd be a good day. ACF has been a really fun project. And I think it's got a good year or so left in its life expectancy. Uh, but, you know, when WordPress actually does release their own custom field management tools, that'll be, that'll be great because it's only exists because it didn't, it wasn't there in the first place. Um, and it's a tool to help everyone develop. So it'll be a real positive thing when WordPress implement their own. And if everyone starts moving on to the core one and ACF slowly dwindles down, then it'll just be a really nice end to a, a nice tool. And yeah, that'll be it. Wow. On so to the next project. Aren't you concerned about like losing the revenue from the premium add-ons or losing that business? No? No, no. like all, all business comes to an end. I've been so fortunate and so lucky. You know, I haven't gone into this with the mindset of this is my company, I'm going to grow it to the roof and expand. And I'd, I'd have none of those uh, dreams or expectations. So, you know, I've been really lucky that people enjoy the plugin and people have purchased and support it. So, no, I can't be... I'd, no, I, I wouldn't be um, wouldn't be concerned at all when it's all over. Wow. No, it's just been a good trip. Has it helped you get consulting work or freelance development work? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, there's been lots of job offers come in. Um, great job offers, but I've, yeah, just been dedicated to, to this project and I want to keep working on it until it ends, yeah. Wow. We're going to take some questions from the audience a little bit later on, um, but before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit uh, more about you know, <clears throat> this transition between, because I know there are quite a few people who are doing client services who are either trying to or are in the middle of making a transition into a product business. And it seems the conversations that I keep having is that you are either in client services or you want to make product. But it feels to me like you, you kind of sit very happily in between <laughs> doing either and you're quite fluid. Do you still enjoy doing client services or do you wish yeah. that you could just make enough money out of product? No, no, no. Well, I like genuinely teaching people. So I think when this is all wrapped up and done, you know, I'd love to go and, and teach at a university or, you know, just teach web development because that sounds fun to me. So the whole support side of ACF, you know, I actually enjoy helping people uh, with their problems and seeing people, what they do and how they work and, um, yeah. Cool, <laughs> cool. Um, all right, has anyone got any questions for Elliot about... Uh, obviously, you know, let's not get into the technical stuff about what ACF does and what it doesn't do, but if anyone's got any questions about running a product business or making that transition from client services into product, whether it's about support or version control or any of that kind of stuff, uh, feel free to stick your hand up and we'll get um, one of the girls to come around with a mic and we'll get those questions uh, answered. I'll just get the girls to organise the mic. So just think about if you've got any questions, just throw your hand up and we'll get the girls to come around with a mic. We'll, start over here when, uh, when that microphone's ready. <laughs> um, 
I think I also, oh, here we go. Here's uh, Elliot's uh, uh, website. Your, um, your website also got featured on, I was doing some research yesterday, and it got featured on a, an awards uh, website, didn't it? It's been picked up in some really interesting places. I'm not sure why, because um, this was just thrown together really simply as, you know, there's, there's content on there from a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've been so focused on ACF that I haven't actually done anything with my own branding or image. Um, except for changing some colours in my logo a few weeks ago. Right. That's really all I've done in the past year. Is it built on WordPress? So yeah, this is WordPress and uh, it's just essentially a blog uh, right. running down the page. Yep. Yeah, but that was nice that it got picked up. That was quite nice because I went for a super minimal, uh, it is just some content on the page. It's just to have some presence and that's it. Yeah, yep. nice. Uh, okay, Trisha, I think we have a question mm -hmm. over here. If we can get a microphone to Trisha. Far away, Trisha. Hi. Hi. A friend of mine and I have been um, working on a new plugin, and we have the idea of uh, making a premium part of it as well. Yep. But we're just starting out, and we're worried about um, approaching it in a way in which we'll get swamped with support requests and not be able to work on the plugin because of all the support or should we not offer the support and people um, won't be able to use it as well as if we did. So if you were starting over again, how would you balance all that with the aim of having something that does produce an income but also helps people as much as possible as well? That is a very good question. Um, okay. Where to start, though? <laughs> um, I like the idea of growing something organically from small. So to start with the bare bones and just to get people using it and then slowly add in new features. And I guess that kind of eliminates some risk of throwing everything at the public at once and it topples over. Um, in relation to ACF, I think it was quite nice that it grew as a free plugin first. Have you got a free plugin running at the moment or is this before anything's been, been released to the public? Before. Okay, so nothing's been... Okay. I would definitely get the free version out there and especially through WordPress's plugin directory, that is a great way to get free publicity and to get people talking. The support side of things is something that I still haven't even got right. It took me about two years to take a step back and realise that I was spending half my day doing support and that I need someone to come in and help. Um, so I would almost just see how the support load goes. And if it is actually eating up quite a bit of your time, it would be definitely worthwhile just to get someone in. Even if that eats away at your profits, just to have someone in doing that will allow you so much more time to build up the documentation and FAQ database which, which you want. Once you know you have an article written once, that's hundreds of people's questions solved because you'll get asked the question so many times. Was that something that you consciously did right from day one? Is said, okay, 
how can we, I'm reminded of what Dave was saying this morning about leverage. We answer a question once on a support yeah. ticket, let's yeah. post that up into the knowledge base so we never have to answer again. And yeah. the answer to that just becomes a canned response with a link to the article. It's tricky. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about, did, did, did you ever, I know it's very, a very popular business model at the moment to mm -hmm. you know, give the software away for free mm -hmm. and charge for support. Yep. Was yep. that something that you thought about doing, separating yeah, the... Yeah, no, I actually, I respect that model. I think that is quite smart because I like the idea of software being free, but some parts of it or, or the help should be paid for. I think that that's time and they're basically getting a free service or a service if you, if you charge for it. Um, however, I like the idea of just having complete free support for everyone uh, so that no one feels like their support is better than someone else's because they paid for it and such. Unless you have a really good support team with multiple people, yeah, I'd, I'd be a bit scared from doing a paid support model just in case you didn't satisfy a customer well mm. enough. <clears throat> so the, the, the perception is that if people are paying for support, you've then really got to up your game and give them awesome support because they're paying for exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we've got another question here from John. <laughs> um, hi, Elliot. Look, thanks very much. One uh, question which I think follows directly on from the previous one mm. was whether you had any issues when you sort of if you like, uh, developed from the initial free model through to the freemium model yep. where you're starting to uh, add some additional functionality um, at a cost and obviously there are some support type issues that relate specifically to that. And uh, just like some feedback from you as to uh, whether you found any issues when you moved, if you like, from a, one model to the next. Definitely. So if you can think of it as a building, you've kind of got your core free plugin in this sense, nice structure, and you start adding these premium modules onto it and potentially if the foundation wasn't good or if too many things have been changed in this, this building, it's going to collapse. Um, I've had two kind of major uh, learning experiences. Uh, the first being initially I packaged the free, oh sorry, I packaged the premium functionality within the free plugin. And that was hosted all on WordPress's servers. And there was a license key block uh, between the user and getting that, that premium functionality. So, and that was, that was great. It was actually a great way of distributing all the, the free and premium stuff together. It was really good. However, WordPress obviously uh, didn't want to host my premium content, and that's completely fair. So, in a matter of weeks, I had to change the plugin. I had to extract the premium content into separate add-ons. I didn't have much time up my sleeve. It was a very pressured thing. So, that was the transition from version 3 to version 4 when we had these separate separate plugins. So we had the free um, plugin on WordPress, 100% free, and then we had these separate modules over in Premium that just plug on. Now when we're moving from version 4 to version 5, which is coming out uh, late this week, if all goes well, or Monday the following, 
I'm actually changing the model again. You know, re, uh, I've learned that that premium add-on model is great. There's so many benefits to it, but there's a huge development bottleneck on that model uh, because if you are working on one of these premium uh, add-ons and it needs some functionality within the, pre, uh, the free version, there could be a situation where the user has an older version of the free plugin and this new uh, version of the premium, obviously that function doesn't exist, the cookie crumbles, the building kind of falls down. So to get around this, I'm actually going to a free and then just a completely pro version of the plugin. So it's essentially a copy paste of the free and then it's got the pro stuff packaged in it. So it's a completely separate plugin and it's gonna avoid that issue of people having out of sync, um, out of sync versions, if you will. Um, so that's one thing I've learned. And the strange thing is, if I was to do it all over again, I wouldn't start off with the model that I'm about to do. I wouldn't start off with the free and pro. I would still do what I originally did, which is the free and then little bytes of premium, um, premium functionality, because that was the best way to get uh, publicity. You know, and it was the easiest way to get people on board with purchasing something because in the WordPress world, for some reason, there's a real stigma against uh, paid functionality. It's a great free platform and people really have an issue with paying, you know, five or ten dollars for a hundred hours of work. Um, and obviously people are getting more used to paying now that we have some really good premium themes and good premium plugins coming out. The idea of having these small chunks of premium content is actually a really good way to get mm. people to test out, you know, to make the, you know, the small mm. financial um, purchase. And they know that they've still got their original plug-in right there. It's never been touched and they're not really scared of making that, um, mm. yeah, that change. Two things you touch on there. Uh, I think a lot of people are used to just, you know, putting a $1.99, you know, touching the, the phone and getting an app and it's yeah. $1.99 and then this added <laughs> functionality on their phone or a new game or whatever it is. Um, how did you know how much to price your premium add-ons mm. when you first launched them? And the other question is, a yep. little bit controversial, the other question is, um, <laughs> we've heard Matt Mullenweg talk a lot about the fact that he doesn't like premium plugins, yep. but he's okay with premium themes. Mm. Do you agree that, you know, I, I see that there's a huge growth area for more and more premium plugins, and I think it's, yep. I, I don't think they're going to go away in a hurry. Do, what, what's your, your take on that? Uh, there was a first part to the question. Yes. How much? How did you know how to price the, price the premium add-ons? I think it was quite simple. I think because it's going back a few years when I was just really starting out. I think I was charging twenty-five bucks an hour, mm -hmm. quite cheaply. Uh -huh. um, Clearly, think, not a member of WP Elevation. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, and so I thought, well, you know, twenty-five bucks—that's an hour of work. Twenty-five bucks for an add-on. Uh -huh. That works. <laughs> Do that. Nice, easy math. <laughs> it was. It was pretty, pretty simple. Right. Um, but you know what? That pricing model has actually been my best friend. And even with version 5 coming out, the pricing is still based on those $25 increments. Because I think it's quite a nice little, little cost. It's not too little. You know, it's not $15, but it's not $50. So it's this nice kind of in-between where people get a sense that they're paying a decent amount of money and they're going to get a decent product mm. for that. So I think it's worked quite well. Yeah, and some people say it's way underpriced. Gravity Forms are charging X amount and other premium plugins are charging, you know, per license on per site. Mm. But no, I like the idea of, um, I guess it is kind of more of that Apple 
99 cent app idea where it can be priced cheaply, but if you've got the number of sales, yeah. then it's a multiplication game and the revenue is, is fine, it's just the same. Yeah. Yep. Um, Chris Lemmer has some interesting uh, thoughts on the fact that premium plugins and themes in the WordPress space are too cheap, and I'm sure I'll put a link underneath this video to uh, Chris Lemmer's article on that. So the premium plugin space, premium plugin, do yeah. you think the premium plugin space is going to shrink or do you think we're going to see more and more no, premium plugins? It'll grow for sure. Mm. Um, I think that premium plugins have a real purpose and there shouldn't be any negative, like, I'm a bit biased, aren't I? <laughs> I'm quite biased in this. But in all honesty, I don't see why a, th a premium theme is seen fine to be $50, but then a $50 premium plugin is kind of looked at in a strange way mm. when when you think about the hours of time it's going to save you because that's that's why we purchase these things at the end of the day it's not how much time went into building it is how much time this is going to save me by buying this theme I'm saving myself maybe 40 hours of design and development time that's why we do it mm. so when you think about how much time it would be to research the code and all, you know iron out all the kinks and bugs in a in a plugin. I think it's got just as much yeah need and merit as a as a premium theme. I don't see the problem. Maybe WordPress coming from more of a blogging background have some issues against um, or just don't like mm. um, premium plugins because it's maybe not where their roots are. Mm. Um, but look, everyone's changed their mind in the past, so maybe yeah. WordPress will as well. Yes, that is true. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. All right, let's get into our Elevation round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So I'm about to ask Elliot a series of quick questions about consulting and freelancing, and hopefully he's going to give us some earth-shattering, game-changing answers off the top of his head. No pressure, dude. All right, what's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? They need to know what inspires them and how to get easily inspired. Nice. Sure. Haven't had that one before. I like it. Yeah. What's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Uh, that's going to sound quite lame, but just using that WordPress plugin repository. Yeah, that's really? it. Really? I've had a very low-key, uh, organic style and just old-school approach to, to my business. There's been no marketing, no advertising, no links, no anything. So just answering questions in the in the WordPress support forum? Or? Well, just purely having it on that oh, directory gotcha. so that people can search for it and install it and use it. See, I think a plugin is authority content, right, Dave? Am I right? Huh? A plugin is a product. It's authority content. I've been talking about Blage from Eleven Media for ages now about the Photoshop UI template that he packaged up and put out as a product. It's really hard to argue with someone who has a product that thousands of other creatives around the world use as part yep. of their daily process. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how do you stop competing on price? How do you stop competing on price? Ooh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that one. I think okay. I'm quite lucky in my sense when I've got... I don't think I really need to. Um, positioning, yeah? Yeah, positioning, yeah. Maybe that yeah. could be it. Don't need to. Mm. I like it. Any <laughs> tips on writing better proposals? Unfortunately not. I don't, sorry. <laughs> I've never <laughs> written a good proposal. Never written a good proposal. proposal in my go. life. <laughs> Just get a plug-in in the WordPress plugin repository that gets downloaded millions of times. You don't need to write proposals. Yeah. Uh, Favourite tool or system for CRM? Oh, don't have a CRM. There we go. Don't need a CRM either. <laughs> hey, it's all about authority content. Uh, what's the best way to keep a project and a client on track? 
I would say regular meetups, short regular meetups. Yep. Yeah, making sure that that client knows where the project's going, and I guess the regular part of it would stop these huge uh, kind of mind dumps of all the ideas the client has possibly had in that last three or four weeks of all the new directions they want the website to go, if this is for a website. Yep. The idea of catching up, you know, once or two weeks during the project and making it something more than just rocking up on day one for the brief and then rocking up the end and take your files, making it more of a kind of experience for the customer the whole way through. Yep. Yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, any ideas for getting referrals? Good quality product. Yeah. Do good work, yep. Do good work. Uh, what's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Um, number one thing you could do? It probably is just quality. It, I think that a lot of people or a lot of businesses have the tendency to focus too much sometimes on marketing or a lot of these ideas and concepts that are out there and not focus on what actually matters, which is the fact that they're selling something that's extremely important to someone else. You know, a small business getting a website might just be a small website to you, but to them, that is, that might be like the biggest thing they've ever done with their business, and it's so important to them. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, awesome. That's the uh, end of the elevation round. Thank you very much. What is the future for advanced custom fields? Let's pretend it doesn't get folded into WordPress core. Where is ACF going to be in 12 months' time? Cool. Well, uh, ACF 5, version 5, finally comes out, hopefully, in two days, which is good news. Uh, if not, it'll come out a few days after that. So sometime the next week, but hopefully in two days. Um, so this is going to bring along a change to the add-on structure as well. So we're getting rid of these premium add-ons. We're having a free and a pro version. Um, so moving forward in a year, I'm hoping that ACF is faster. I'm hoping that it's got more features, but yet at the same time it's not bloated. Um, I'm hoping that the documentation is off the chart amazing. I'm hoping that our support is even better. Um, yeah, and I just hope it all just carries along doing what it's doing. I must say one of the things I think you do really well is documentation, particularly your code snippets. If you've never used ACF, it is mind-numbingly easy to start using it because <laughs> the documentation and code snippets that these guys give on the website makes it an absolute no-brainer. And I think it's why I started using ACF and didn't end up using pods or types or anything yep. like that because the code examples were just so easy to copy and paste and start using. Um, Competition announcement, uh, Elliot has kindly offered to sponsor a developer license of the ACF Pro, the new version 5 coming out in a couple of days. It's valued at $100 to enter the competition. Leave your comments underneath the video and tell us the most interesting or the most complex website you've ever built with ACF. And please leave us a link so we can go check it out and we'll get Elliot to come by in a couple of weeks and award the prize. Sound yep, good? That sounds good. Awesome. Thank you very much for spending some time with us on the WP Elevation podcast, the very first live episode here. Where can people reach out and say thank you? Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Jump on Twitter. Uh, and my anchor is just at Elliot Condon. Beautiful. One word. And finally, who would you like me to try and interview and why? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, and now I can't even pull one name. Uh, 
you can always take a rain check and get have back to me. Have you had Matt on the show? I, I haven't, no. I have, I'm having a conversation with, I'm assuming you mean Matt Mullenweg. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good. I've had, I've had Matt Medeiros from the Matt Report, but not Matt Mullenweg. I've had him on the WP Think Tank, yep. um, but I am having a conversation with him about getting him on the podcast. He just hasn't agreed to it yet. So Matt Mullenweg, again, I'm coming to get you, <laughs> courtesy of Elliot Condon, keep your eyes on your inbox because I'm going to politely hound you until you say yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Awesome. Thank you very much for spending some time with us. I wish no you worries. all the best for the future of yep. ACF. Please thank Elliot Condon. Well, I hope you enjoyed that live edition of the WP Elevation podcast as much as we all enjoyed making it. It was an absolute hoot. Of course, it is brought to you this particular episode by Video User Manuals, the very first original and the best way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. It's a plugin that puts over 60 video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard. Uh, it's so good. It's ridiculous good. And yes, it's ours. We make it. You can learn more at videousermanuals.com or wpelevation.com slash vum. V-U-M. wpelevation.com slash vum. You can see a video of the plugin in action and learn how this plugin can help you attract more clients and get more gigs. All right, subscribe to the podcast at wpelevation.com slash subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. We'll email you every week and tell you that a new episode has been uh, released. And the good thing about that is that you'll get an email every week with an opportunity to win some free prizes. All you generally need to do is leave comments underneath the videos and tell the guest, you know, one thing that they're asking for, some bit of feedback on their product or book or whatever it is they're doing. And we give away a prize every week. Uh, you can visit the show notes for this particular episode. And um, by the way, if you do subscribe to the podcast, you'll instantly get a uh, instant access to a free content creation webinar. So visit wpelevation.com slash subscribe and uh, take that action. Uh, all the bits and pieces for this episode are at wpelevation.com slash Elliot Condon. And Elliot is spelt with one T. So it's E-L-L-I-O-T-C-O-N-D-O-N. Elliot Condon, all one word. No space, no hyphens, no underscores. Uh, that's where all the links and all the bits and pieces will be in the show notes for this particular episode. Remember to leave your feedback under the video and tell Elliot the most creative, sophisticated, funky or fun way that you've used advanced custom fields on a website and he's going to swing by in a few weeks and award the prize. And next week, I promise you, come hell or high water, we will be doing host swap. Matt Medeiros from The Matt Report will be sitting in this seat interviewing Jason Cohen from WP Engine, and I will be over on the Matt Report interviewing Nathan Barry. Please, Nathan, please turn up. I need to interview you badly. Please get in touch. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Leave us a five-star review at iTunes and get on Stitcher Radio. Spread the love, share the word, or share the love and spread the word, whichever you uh, prefer. Until next week, go Elevate.